Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Shiva Mozafarian, and joining me today for a discussion about the management of psoriasis and acne is internationally recognized dermatologist, MPF Medical Board member, and member of the Board of Directors, Dr. Lawrence or Larry Green from Aesthetic and Dermatology Center in Rockville, Maryland. As a leading clinical dermatologist, Dr. Green is known for treating tougher cases of psoriasis and acne. He has extensive clinical trial experience and oversees a clinical trial center that offers the latest potential treatments. Additionally, Dr. Green is a clinical professor of dermatology at George Washington University School of Medicine and received the Outstanding Physician of the Year Award by the National Psoriasis Foundation for his outstanding achievements in improving psoriatic disease clinical practice and the lasting impact he's made in improving the quality of life for those living with psoriatic disease. Welcome, Dr. Green. Thank you for joining Soundbite today for a discussion about an issue that impacts many teens and adults, managing psoriasis and acne. First of all, I'm curious how common it is to have both psoriasis and acne. Well, it's great to be here, Shiva. It's fun to be doing sound bites. Sound bites everyone loves and listens to, including myself. So it's a pleasure to be on it. Psoriasis and acne are both very common, separately very common. Psoriasis affects millions of people in the United States and acne probably much more, especially when people are younger. But there are many adults who have acne as well. So it's two of the most common skin conditions I can think of, and certainly two of the most common skin conditions that us dermatologists treat all the time. While psoriasis and acne are separate diseases, what tends to trigger each disease? Are there shared triggers such as stress? Both do have triggers. Psoriasis is auto-inflammatory. It has a genetic basis. Acne has a genetic basis, and it involves inflammation, but not auto-inflammatory. Psoriasis, it's our own immune system keeps making a mistake and triggering what we see on the skin of psoriasis, and actually psoriasis has internal components as well, like the arthritis, and if it's untreated, you can have metabolic disease and, and to, to things like high blood pressure and diabetes. And acne, being genetic, also has triggers with hormones. That's different than psoriasis. Psoriasis doesn't have triggers with hormones, but it also has triggers internal like psoriasis. It doesn't involve inflammation of the immune system that keeps going and going. There is immune system and infl- inflammation acne, but it's not going on in a circle like in psoriasis. It's circular. It keeps perpetuating itself. We don't see that in acne, but we do see immune activation. And hormones tend to trigger acne, which is interesting, especially hormones of teenagehood. That's why teenage have acne. And in, in adult women, we also see hormonal fluctuations often with the premenstrual. Women get adult fluctuations. So They have different triggers, I would say, but they both have triggers that can be internal. Now, stress can really be a trigger for anything. A lot of people believe stress triggers their psoriasis. I believe that stress triggers my psoriasis. I have psoriasis, and I hear that all the time. And I also have patients who have acne that say that stress triggers their acne. If you think about it, it makes sense because stress certainly affects our immune system. Our immune system does not function as well when we're stressed. There's no doubt we can get colds and other things much easier when we're under stress, when our immune system can't handle everything at once. So if we're stressed, our immune system is responding and it's working on it. We're creating more stress for ourselves. We're making our immune system revved up. It can't respond to to things like psoriasis or colds or other infections. And it can't handle psoriasis or acne as well either. So 
I think stress is nonspecific, but stress is never good for the body because our immune system can't handle anything else when we're under stress. And that I think is why psoriasis and things like acne come out under stress and just about anything. And what about the gut skin microbiome? Does this play a role in the development of psoriasis and or acne? The gut skin microbiome is a focus of intense research. There's a lot of people who believe that it may play a role in the development of psoriasis and or acne. We don't know. That's something maybe in the next 10, 15 years we'll know much more about. So I think asking that question now, in a way, is a bit premature because I have to answer you, I don't know. We don't have any direct evidence, great evidence, that the gut skin microbiome plays a role in either psoriasis or acne right now. There's no studies that have been replicated that can show definitively that we do have a relationship. But to be honest, I think in the future, in the next 10 years, we may find, I don't know about direct, but at least indirect evidence that the gut skin microbiome plays a role, I think in both development of acne or psoriasis, specifically psoriasis. Psoriasis, the skin and the, the gut, the skin is very similar in both situations. The skin and the cells that line the, the skin, the cells that line the gut are very similar. And so the immune system that affects one would affect the other theoretically. But I, I just can't answer that question with direct evidence right now. So I'm going to say when we do this follow-up podcast five, six years from now, let's come back to that same question. Please hold it. TBD. <laughs> TBD. So can psoriasis and acne occur in the same area, such as the face? What are the typical locations where each occurs? Well, let's start with acne. Acne is going to occur wherever we have more oil glands because that's where the oil glands are under hormonal control. And that's one of the reasons why the oil glands are in the pores of our skin. And acne comes out through the pores because of the oil glands getting clogged and because the hormones affect the oil glands. So the most common place we'll see acne is where we have the most amount of pores or oil glands. And that's the face. And the second place is the back or chest. So psoriasis tends to occur in areas that's traumatized a lot, like elbows, knees, shins. Scalp doesn't get traumatized as much, but it is a common place for psoriasis as well. So really locations are a little different. Now, can you get psoriasis on the face? Sure. I see psoriasis on the face all the time. I myself get psoriasis on my face occasionally, but it's not a common location like it is for acne. So we see it on the face occasionally. It's not common like the elbows and knees and the scalp. Acne, it's almost always on the face. Is it possible that acne could be mistaken for gut tate or pustular psoriasis? What are the key characteristics or differences between the two? So I don't think so. A dermatologist would not mistake gut tate psoriasis or pustular psoriasis for acne. Could someone who's not a dermatologist, could a regular doctor or someone who's not a doctor? Sure. But not a board certified dermatologist who has a lot of experience in these conditions. So pustular psoriasis, let's start with that. Pustular psoriasis, is anywhere on the body and it can be in the palms and soles. And by the way, psoriasis can also be in the palms and soles and acne. We will never see in the palms and soles. Why? Because there's no oil glands or pores on the palms and soles. It's one other difference between the two where we don't see them in, in the same locations. Pustular psoriasis or pustules. And in acne, we have pustules as well. And in both cases, the pustules are what we call non-infectious or sterile pustules, where there's no bacteria or viruses or anything in the pustules. They're just mounds of immune system cells. So it's not a contagious condition. Pustular psoriasis occurs anywhere in the body. It can be on the palms, the soles, where we never see acne, but it can be anywhere in the body. Acne pustules are going to be in places where we get acne, uh, like on the face, chest, or back. So I don't think it would be possible. They're in different locations. They do look a little different to the dermatologist. So good question, but I don't think 
someone who has experience and is knowledgeable and is a physician would, would have any problem differentiating between the two. That's good to know. So what medications or over-the-counter products are typically used to treat acne, and how do they differ from what's used to treat psoriasis? Is it possible a treatment for psoriasis could also be used to treat acne? Good questions as always. So they are treated with different over-the-counter type medications. And I'll answer the second question first. I don't think a treatment for psoriasis would also be used to treat acne. They are both conditions that involve inflammation, like I mentioned before. Psoriasis, though, is auto-inflammatory meaning the inflammation keeps triggering itself and, and subsequent inflammation. It's like a vicious circle the body's in. Whereas acne is just inflammatory because the hormones clog the pores and we get inflammation in the pores from the immune system. So different types of medicine. There's one thing I can mention that could be used. I'll mention that in a second to treat both, but not really. And I'll leave that as a teaser till I explain further. So the medications we use to treat over-the-counter for acne are salicylic acid, or uh, an exfoliant, some of the exfoliants, glycolic acid. And those are things that exfoliate out the clogged pores. Remember I mentioned acne is from a clogged pore. When a pore or oil gland gets clogged, we want to unclog that. You can get things appearing in the clogged pore from blackheads to what we call open comedones to closed comedones, which are little teeny skin-colored bumps, and also redness and inflammation and pustules around the pore. And acne, by the way, acne spots are always around the pore. You know, psoriasis is not related to the pore. If someone's, whenever, wherever you see acne, there's a hair follicle pore because there's an oil gland there. You're not going to see acne in, in places that don't have pores. That's why I mentioned not the palms and soles, for example. You don't see acne there. So we use salicylic acid to unclog the pores. We use benzoyl peroxides to help reduce the inflammation. And those are the two main over-the-counter products that we have. As an aside, I'll mention that there are benzoyl peroxide washes and salicylic acid washes. I do not recommend them. I recommend leave-on products. And the reason being because the washes that people are, are use very commonly on your skin for like, what, five seconds, maybe even 30 seconds. How is that going to work? I mean, I prefer things that you rub into your skin and you leave on your skin. So they're on your skin absorbing for 24 hours. So the medications get into the pore for 24 hours. That's going to work a lot better than something's on your skin for five seconds. So that's why I don't recommend washes, although they're very common. Spot treating with salicylic acid actually irritates the skin because salicylic acid is exfoliant. So if you have a big red bump, why would you want to exfoliate it? It's not going to work. It's a ton of inflammation. It'll just make it more irritated. Psoriasis, we use medicines that reduce the auto-inflammatory cycle. The main thing we use are topical steroids. Sometimes topical steroids are mixed with vitamin D. Sometimes they're mixed with vitamin A products. We have prescription medicines, not over the counter, but we have prescription medicines that mix the two together, the vitamin A with topical steroids and the vitamin D with topical steroids. Those all help psoriasis. But that's the mainstay for treatment of psoriasis. And over the counter for psoriasis, we use moisturizers. We use cold tar shampoos. That's for the scalp, not for the body, but nothing that we really use for acne. So the one thing, though, where there is commonality, but it's really a non-specific thing, is topical steroids. Topical steroids used to treat psoriasis can be used to spot treat acne lesions, but just spot treat, because if you use it to spot treat an acne spot more than a few spots at once, it's actually gonna spread the acne and make it worse because it causes acne to occur elsewhere. So you can use a topical steroid on an acne spot only under the advice of your dermatologist. Don't do it on your own for a few days, a few times a day, but if you use it longer, like I said, it'll spread the acne, which is different than psoriasis. So really we're using it for different reasons, but that's the only overlap I can think of in general, the treatments are, like I mentioned, are very separate and very distinct. 
So we talked about washes versus leave-ins. Do you have any medications, washes, or foams you prefer to use when treating a preteen or teen with acne and psoriasis versus an adult? Yeah, that's a good question, Shiva. But I, like I mentioned before, I do not recommend washes ever for the treatment of acne. Uh, now, I should qualify that, acne washes. I think everyone should wash their skin with a gentle cleanser before they put on their acne leave-on medications. And that's what I recommend. So a leave-on medication, like I said, will work for 24 hours, but a gentle cleanser is fine. Now, foams are different. There are prescription foams that are meant to be leave-ons. So if it's a foam that you wash off, I would not recommend it. But anything that's a leave-on, washes obviously are never leave-ons, but anything that's a leave-on medicine that can stay on the face, I do recommend for, for treating of acne, whether it's a preteen or teen or an adult. So, and if you have psoriasis, I don't think it matters if you also have acne because the medicines we use for acne are not the same as the medicines we use for psoriasis, like I mentioned. And people with psoriasis who use the acne medicines are not more likely to get psoriasis because of using the acne medicines. If you have psoriasis and you use a greasy ointment on your face, don't forget people with acne have clogged pores. You could be clogging the pore even more and worsening acne. If you have psoriasis and you want to treat your acne and your doctor gives you a greasy ointment, it's okay on the body, on the arms and legs, but not on the face or not in a place in the body where you're getting acne. And are there any side effects associated with treatments for acne that parents of teens or adults should be aware of? So let's just go with over-the-counter medicines because I'm going to figure your board-certified dermatologist is going to tell you about any side effects of prescription medicines. Sure. So let's talk about salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxides. If they're used too often or used more than you need, then yes, you'll have side effects. So these over-the-counter products, more is not better and more often is not better. So use them at most twice a day. Do not use too much because it can irritate the skin and cause irritation. And actually that irritation can look like psoriasis. It's not psoriasis, it's irritated skin, but you can get a reaction similar to psoriasis, different causes, and we don't want that to happen. So you can get redness and flaking if you use too much of the over-the-counter acne products or use them too frequently. So use them as directed and you shouldn't have any side effects of over-the-counter products unless if your skin is very sensitive, then you may have a reaction to those products and maybe you should be seeing your dermatologist. They can get you products that are a little safer, uh, especially for sensitive skin. And how can scarring or possible dispigmentation from psoriasis and acne be avoided, particularly in skin of color? So that, Shiva, feeds off our last question. One of the ways of avoiding discoloration from acne or psoriasis is not to be overly aggressive because discoloration often occurs when a product is used too much of it's on or too frequently because it irritates the skin. Anytime you have an irritation in the skin, you can have discoloration and, and hyperpigmentation appear. So that's one way. So it goes back to question, the previous question that more is not better, more frequently is not better on the spots. The other way of avoiding discolorations is not to get the acne or psoriasis or treating it sooner rather than later. The longer something's been around, the more likely it is to, to discolor when it heals. And also the more inflamed something is, the more inflamed your psoriasis is, the more inflamed you let your acne get without treating it, the more likely it is to be discolored when you're done. So I think the way to avoid discoloration is to treat early. So more is not better, but waiting too long is not better. Early and not too much or too frequently. That's great advice. Earlier, we talked about how using medications for psoriasis that might be greasy or oily on the face might trigger your acne. We've heard from some people that 
these medications do actually tend to make their acne worse and acne medications make their psoriasis flare. What recommendations can you give to help disrupt this challenging cycle? So avoiding psoriasis ointments for acne, I think is the best thing to stop that from happening. Usually you use ointments to treat psoriasis because psoriasis is very dry and you want to moisturize that. You want to add more moisture to it. But in acne, we have too much oil on the face. We have clogged pores. So adding something heavy clogs the pore further and makes the acne worse. So the way to avoid that is to use your psoriasis ointments on the body where you don't have acne, but on the face or chest or back where you have acne, ask your doctor for psoriasis creams. And the truth is we are actually getting away from using ointments to treat psoriasis. We didn't have any other choice for years and years. We have newer medications coming that are cream-based. They really moisturize the skin. The technology is such that we can make creams that are not oily, but don't have oils, but also are moisturizing. We didn't have that before with earlier creams. Like, for example, all the generic cream, psoriasis creams right now, are not good for psoriasis in general because they're not enough moisturizing for psoriasis on the arms and legs. Again, not in, in acne-bearing areas. But that paradigm is changing that the creams and the new medications are safe for all parts of the body with psoriasis and can be used on the face if it's not too strong for the face. Sometimes the psoriasis creams are still too strong for the face. It depends on the cream. So I think the bottom line is to avoid ointments in areas of acne. That's the simplest thing to remember. If your psoriasis is on your face, and you also have acne or psoriasis on the chest, and you also have acne there, try not to use an ointment medication. Use a cream. Yeah, and I think it's really important that you have these sort of conversations with your provider so that they know what's best to prescribe as well. So having psoriasis is difficult enough, but adding acne can really shake one's self-confidence and ability to interact socially. What advice can you offer to help frame the emotional impact of having both diseases? You know, it's really hard, especially in a teen, to have both conditions. I can't even imagine having both conditions and the, how it can really shake, like you said, so your self-confidence, because both are so visible. Both are so emotionally impactful. If you look at studies, it shows that the impact of having both acne and psoriasis, individually, not even both together, is similar to the impact of having a cancer. So it's really emotionally impactful. And if you put them together, I can't even begin to imagine how depressed someone can be for having both conditions. So the best way is to treat it because we can make them go away. There's great treatments for both psoriasis and acne. They can be controlled. There's no reason to suffer. There's no reason to be emotionally impacted because it is very visibly affecting and very difficult, especially in this day and age when everyone is on camera all the time. So treat it early. Go see your dermatologist because there are great treatments. There's no reason being that depressed or have that emotional uh, impact from not just both, but either disease. I mean, we can treat it, get your dermatologist, and you won't have to worry. That's great advice. Are there any lifestyle changes that can be made to help improve the impact of psoriasis and acne? Yes. One thing for both conditions that's true is try not to get stressed. It's so much easier said than done. But if you're stressed, both conditions can be made worse. So you want to try and relax as much as possible. Don't overexert yourself. Don't overdo yourself. Do things in moderation so nothing to stress you out. So that's for both. Let's talk about psoriasis lifestyle changes. One, moisturize. We talked about psoriasis being a condition improved by having a lot of moisture on the skin. Well, not having enough moisture on the skin, I'm not talking about the face, I'm talking about the rest of the body where your skin is very dry, worsens psoriasis. That's one of the reasons why psoriasis is worse in the winter in temperate time zones like I'm at in the East Coast. If you're in Florida, it's always muggy, so it's probably not so bad all year round. If you're in Arizona, for example, it could be bad all year round because it's always dry. 
But if you're in a temperate climate where it's drier in the winter and more humid in the summer, like I am here in the DC area, you want to moisturize, especially in the winter. So moisturize all the time, heavier creams, even ointments, again, not on the face, are very important. For psoriasis, other lifestyle changes. Well, don't drink a lot of alcohol. Don't smoke. Try to keep your weight down. Studies have shown over and over that the heavier you are, the, the more you drink, the more you smoke, you have high blood pressure, diabetes, not controlling those. Those people have worse psoriasis and there's a bigger impact on psoriasis. As far as acne, it's very difficult to, to suggest a lifestyle change when acne is really genetic and affected by your hormones. There are some studies that show that people who carb load, people eat a lot of carbs, have worse acne in general. They'll, they'll still get acne. I mean, that, that's all genetic, the fact that you'll get acne, but it'll be worse if you carb load. So these teenagers, that's easier said than done. Some are eating pizza and fries all the time. Not really good for your acne. Now, things about eating fatty foods and greasy foods and uh, fried foods and chocolate, really studies don't show there's a relationship between acne and those. I mean, sometimes we hear every now and then that one study shows it, but I don't really believe it. Nothing's been replicated that shows that individual foods like that can affect your acne. But certainly, if you carb load, there's a lot of good evidence that that affects your acne. So try not to carb load and eat a lot of carbs. And not just for acne when you think about it, but for any condition to have a well-balanced, healthy diet and healthy lifestyle. Because we talked in the beginning, we're circling back, talked in the beginning how the immune system, we need a good, healthy immune system to function, to help keep psoriasis and acne under control. So if you're doing anything that stresses your immune system, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not eating well, you're not eating a healthy diet, you're working too hard and not taking care of yourself and giving yourself enough downtime. If you uh, have high blood pressure, if, if you have these other conditions, that stresses our own immune system. We want to make life as easy as possible for our bodies to cope. And having a revved up immune system because of all these other external factors does not help the situation. Thank you, Dr. Green, for taking time to join us today. This has been such an interesting discussion about managing psoriasis and acne. Do you have any final advice you can share with teens and adults who struggle with managing psoriasis and acne? Thank you for the opportunity. So I'd sort of like to summarize. So acne and psoriasis are separate conditions, but they are very emotionally distressing, each one in its own way. And that actually is something that triggers on the immune system, makes the immune system even more occupied so it can't help psoriasis and acne. So the way to minimize this type of emotional stress and well-being is to try and stay well. So we talked about lessening the stress in your life, being well-balanced in everything you do, make sure you get enough sleep, and then make sure you treat your conditions. If over-the-counter is not working for psoriasis and acne, don't let it get too far. Because then, you mentioned earlier, Shiva, how people can have discoloration and other things can happen and scarring potentially, not for psoriasis, but for acne. So treat it early. Do not wait. There are fantastic treatments for both psoriasis and acne. So you don't have to have either these days. There's no reason to suffer from either. There's no reason to stress your body. Let's go see your board-certified dermatologist so your dermatologist can treat you and give you medications so you don't have to worry about either condition. I think that's the most important thing is try not to let it happen. If it's happening, treat it sooner rather than later. And if over-the-counter medications for either one are not working, more is not better. Go see your dermatologist. Thank you, Dr. Green, for providing such great advice. For more information about psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, and treatment options, contact our patient navigation center by calling 800-723-9166 or by emailing education at psoriasis.org. As a reminder, you can find Soundbite CME episodes at psoriasis.org forward slash CME hyphen library. And finally, thank you to our sponsors who provided support on behalf of the Soundbite episode through unrestricted educational grants. 
Amgen, Avi, Bristol Myers Webb, Jansen, and Lily. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Ghana, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.